1: this is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager, Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, everyone.
1: Now, Asif, you walked in today and you said it's been busy. Does that mean the return of multiple offers?
2: It sure does, Tina. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it started off early this year, so usually you don't see multiple offers until late February, mid-March, but it's been going since you know, the early January, since January 1st, actually, and people are trying to jump on and find that right house before they have competition. But the thing is, there's so many people that were on the fence that are now realizing that, hey, we're going back into this supply-demand issue. We need to act quick, otherwise we're going to get priced out. And that's what you're seeing right now. Inventory is still down. Inventory is still down. And, you know, if you think about how many people are moving to the GTA every year, and how many sales we're expected to have, you know, even this year? There's going to be a shortage of supply, and that's going to last us maybe four, five, six years because there's no catalyst to increase supply right now. And that's going to be an issue for buyers as we move forward because everything's going to be multiple offer.
1: If we are entering into that multiple offer situation, as a buyer, as a seller, how do you prepare?
2: Great question. So as a buyer, what you want to do is you want to have all of your ducks in order. So you want to go and be pre-approved. You want to know not only what you can afford, but what's the max? Where, where would you cap out if you're in a multiple offer? The other thing you want to have everything ready to go. So if you're looking at a house, you want to have a home inspector come in with you maybe and do an inspection on that house because this also means the return of the bully offer, and with a bully offer, you want to offer uh, a, you know a higher price than what people are asking with no conditions with no conditions doesn't mean that you go in blindly without a financing uh, clause or a home inspection that just means you get it done beforehand so that you're going in knowledgeable and with the comfort level that everything is going to check out.
1: Does it also mean then if you're in a multiple offer situation that you know what, all the rules go out the window and you should be willing to kind of Go in a little blindly or take more risks than you
2: normally would you definitely do take more risks and, and what it does is, it, it, um, it, it really does force your hand a little bit mm-hmm. you 're in a bidding war and think of you know think of being at an auction and people are getting emotional and they won't, they do not want to lose this property
1: and it 's easy to get caught up in it
2: it sure is and that 's where a good realtor really comes in handy because you need them to tell you when to back off. Because the most important aspect of winning a multiple offer bid is will that home appraise so when the bank goes in, even though you're pre-approved and you could be pre-approved up to eight hundred or nine hundred thousand dollars, but you're paying nine fifty for this home that uh, the bank may appraise it for eight fifty or eight seventy five you got to remember if the bank is appraising it for eight fifty or eight seventy five you have to put in the extra cash of the difference between what the bank has appraised it for and what you're actually paying for that home. And not a lot of us have you know, 75000 a $100,000 sitting there that you can do that. So you have to be really careful in having your realtor back you off by saying this is getting too pricey for you. You're trying to get 80% financing from the bank. So let's back off.
1: Just before we take our first break, last piece of advice if someone is entering into this kind of situation as a buyer, as a seller.
2: As a seller, you want to have your home looking as, as good as you can because you want to attract as much attention as you can. This is where the importance of a full service realtor that's going to get you that exposure. So, you know, big company, uh, a website that reaches a lot of people, you want to have a, as good exposure as you possibly can and a lot of discount uh, brokerages and agents will come out and say, well, I can do the same thing. I'll put it on the MLS. It doesn't mean anything. You need to expose your home to as many people as possible in order for you to be able to capitalize on the the traffic that's out there and bring them in to create that multiple offer scenario.
1: And you also want an agent, I think you mentioned this, that isn't going to be too aggressive, that isn't going to you know, put you into a situation that maybe you really can't handle. They know when to say when.
2: And you still got to price it at market value because you'll get agents that say, let's price it $100,000 less and we will get you so many offers and sell it for $100,000 more. Well, it's not going to happen because people are very savvy and, and you're going to get a lot of offers that may not even get you to the starting point that you would have normally started at. So pricing is very important. Knowing that the realtor has knowledge in dealing with multiple offers is probably the key because there's... 55,000 realtors in the Toronto area right now, and uh, you have to remember that over a third of these did not sell a house last year. So if you're putting all of your eggs in in that person's basket, then you're going to miss out on an opportunity. And even if you save four or five, six thousand dollars, it could end up costing you thirty, 000, forty thousand dollars at the end.
1: When we come back, solutions to the rising cost of rent in the GTA. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asip Khan with Remax
2: Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next to talk about rising rents, affordability, and vacancy rates is Ben Myers, president of Bullpen Research and Consulting. Ben, welcome back.
3: Thanks for having me again.
2: Ben, we were having a conversation with one of uh, my Clients, that's an investor, and we were talking about how much rents have gone up in the GTA just over the last four years. I mean, we used to get thirteen fifty, fourteen hundred for their uh, three bedroom homes. We're now getting nineteen hundred, two thousand, twenty one hundred for these homes. What are you seeing? And let's talk a little bit about your report.
3: Sure, sure. Yeah. So I do uh, analysis for a company called Rentals.ca. So they're a national. A uh, listings platform that you know that uh, the essentially has the rental listings across the country. So they download their listings to me on a monthly basis, and I kind of crunch the numbers. And uh, yeah, so it's been you know really a, a staggering year in terms of in terms of rent growth. I mean, you look at places like Hamilton up 25%, Scarborough 26%, you know Quebec City, Winnipeg, like two areas that you wouldn't have uh, you know pegged as areas that would uh, experience high rent growth, and they're in the 20% uh, jump. Um you know, some of it is compositional, meaning, you know, it's not the same sample size, it's not the same units that they're looking at on a um year over year basis. Uh but you know you wouldn't you wouldn't see that level of of growth if the if demand wasn't uh extremely strong and and you know and part of that I think we discussed the last time I was on the show was the you know the new mortgage stress test which has you know made it more difficult for people to qualify for a mortgage and uh and even some people who do do qualify for a mortgage is not quite the home that they want, so they're deciding to save a little bit longer to uh um you know to buy the home that they really want and uh so that's really pushed everyone down. A level or a rung or a couple of rungs on the property ladder and it's, it's, it's caused kind of a, um you know, a jumble up or whatever you want to call it, uh, at the, at the, at the bottom of the market and in, in the rental market and that's really uh, driven rents up, uh, really across the board. I mean, other than the, you know, the provinces that are experiencing, uh, you know, uh, uh, a crisis, I guess, in the, uh, in the energy markets and the uh, commodities markets, um, you know, obviously being Alberta and Saskatchewan, really, uh, across the country, we're seeing some, uh, um, some high rent level, high rent growth year over year, and at least, at least, uh, you know, two years since the, since the stress test, the expanded stress test was put in place.
2: And, you know, we haven't seen people that want to rent, like the number of people that want to rent. It's getting more and more, and it's almost like a U.S. phenomenon where a lot of people rent down south of the border. But now when you look at it, my daughter rents in Montreal, and when you look at the demographics of her building, there's a lot of young people, a lot of professionals. And is that, are you seeing like a a, a fear of commitment or, you know, a lack of people wanting to uh Tie themselves down by purchasing a home because they don't know where they're going to be in two years or three years or four years. Is that one of the driving forces?
3: Yeah, I think that is. I mean, I think you nailed it on the head. I mean, there's a lot of young people that, um, you know, the only way for them to advance in their career is to change jobs. You know, we're not seeing the the same you know people working the same job for 30 years and moving up the corporate ladder we've seen a little bit of a shift in the way that young people think uh, a little bit more in search of instant gratification so i work for somewhere for three years okay this is not exactly what i want let's go you know let's go work somewhere else and uh if you bought something and now your your new job is all the way across the city you're in a different part then you know you you uh you know screwed yourself but you set yourself up for a long commute so they like the flexibility of of moving to different neighborhoods and and uh, and moving up from a smaller to a, to a bigger apartment. Um, so yeah, that's definitely what I've I've heard. And, and there's. Even a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, that are out there, and they don't want to tie up their capital in real estate. They want to be able to use that for their next uh, next startup or their their side hustle or what have you, right? They're they're uh, not just considering, hey, my my one job is is uh, you know the one one place where I'm going to get income. I'm going to maybe have several jobs on the go. So yeah, it's a definitely a, a changing world out there, and it's a little bit of a different mindset on on owning and not owning real estate.
1: Now, Ben, is the other part of this story affordability?
3: For sure, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that would want that do want to own um, that, that just can't afford it, and uh, and so they're you know, in the lack of better terms, forced to rent. And uh, and uh, you know, as we in an, in, in GTA. We haven't built a lot of new purpose-built rental apartments. A lot of those, uh, a lot of the uh, new rental supplies being um, being supplied via condominium apartments. And some people they just they don't want to rent uh, from a private landlord because there's you know there's less security of tenure um, because that that. Landlord could essentially sell sell the property at any time and, and force you to move. So, you know, they're going to a you know a purpose built rental apartment, and and uh, there's only so many of those, and it's driving the rents up uh, for those to kind of you know I wouldn't say astronomical, but in certain cases astronomical rates uh, that uh, you know the, uh, I know I couldn't have afforded when when I was that age. That's for sure.
2: And how large of a role does vacancy rates play across the country? Because when you look at the GTA, there's not a lot of great properties to rent. I mean, we have uh, one of our investors that has a property in Bowmanville right now. It's a three-bedroom home. And there's a huge lineup for this home because there's nothing available in the three-bedroom aspect in that entire area. So we're getting a lot of hits on that. But when you look across it, suppose you go from BC all the way over to Newfoundland, what are the vacancy rates looking like in those areas?
3: Yeah, so CMHC just recently came out with their um, you know, their market report, their annual uh, rental market report, where they look at vacancy rates across the country. I don't, I didn't look at a lot of the other cities and in, in what they were at because I tend to concentrate on you know Toronto and Vancouver uh, when I'm uh, when I'm looking at these this data. And Toronto went up slightly to one point five percent, but just to to put that in context. Anything from three to four percent is probably about a balanced marketplace. You know, you'll, you 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 won't see huge increases in rents when you're you know three to four percent or above. Often, if you're above four percent, you might even see rents come down. The average rents come down. But uh so we're, we're in, in a greater Toronto area. We're at you know one point five percent. So it just tells you that rents are going to continue to go up um, when you're uh, when you're at that uh, that level. So. We need to keep adding supply and uh and, and you know, I think if you drive down the Gardner, you might say, Hey, uh, we're probably building too much supply, but it's it's still not enough, all the, the units that are getting getting built. Um um still not enough to, to satisfy demand. And actually the one thing that CMHC published um in uh last year that probably didn't get a lot of uh of coverage or maybe should have is, is their forecast for the, the Toronto Census metropolitan area for population growth next year is 140,000 people. So it's just, you know, it's almost the size of a city of Guelph is moving to the Toronto area in a single year. So, I mean, that's going to require, you know, 50,000, 60,000 units just to accommodate that that level of growth.
1: Where is um, everyone going to live?
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, you know, certainly anecdotally, you're seeing a lot more people with roommates. You're seeing, um, you know, couples squeeze into bachelor apartments, you know three hundred and fifty square foot apartments you're um You're hearing about two couples renting a two bedroom unit so the that, that uh, each uh, each couple takes a bedroom right as opposed to uh um, you know only one couple taking that, that two bedroom unit and having that extra bedroom for uh you know <laughs> for work and den and 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 what have you so yeah, it's just really people have to change their expectations of uh what they can afford based on their budgets these days.
2: And and just earlier in the show, Ben, we were talking about multiple offers and how uh, prices are continuing to climb because of that phenomenon, that that supply demand equation. And you know, you, you nailed it there when you said there's 140,000 people expected to move into the GTA over the next year, and we sell about ninety. We, we expect to sell about ninety thousand homes in the GTA this year, so that's fifty thousand people. If we only sold to new people coming in, that's 50,000 people, that wouldn't have it. But you got to think of all the people that are already here that want to purchase and sell and move up and downsize. So it's a huge problem. Supply is a huge problem. And that's why, even in the rental market, we're seeing multiple offers. And we haven't seen that for a long time. We saw it in 2016, 17. But everything is multiple offer now so if you're going in to lease a property you know there's going to be five or six people ahead of you or or coming in with you that want that same property
3: yeah and that's you know a problem (laughs) we uh, um that we're running up against affordability in, in so many different spots, so uh, you know, forcing people into uh, into much longer commutes, and, and that's why you're seeing areas that that typically have been the affordable parts of the city in North Tobico, the, the Central Scarborough, that. Um, uh, you know, I've been, been kind of the, the less expensive places to rent in Toronto, and and uh, and now they're you know going up 20 percent in, in a single year. So, I mean, we have to continue to add supply, and, and luckily we're seeing more what I call the institutional capital and pensions getting into building rental apartments. Um, but they're not going to be cheap. Those <laughs> those new apartments, right? We need to continually allow new supply to to get built. Uh, but unfortunately, every time a developer wants to build something, they're Getting you know, getting pushback from uh, a lot of the locals that are, you know, that are maybe well intentioned, thinking, hey, you know, I, I there's too much traffic, or there's not enough schools here, or there's not enough transit to get people moving. But um, you know, uh, prices are only going to continue to go up and make life worse for a lot more people if we don't, you know, add those new supply and, and those new buildings.
2: That's that's great information. And, and Ben, if listeners want more information about this report, where can they find it?
3: Yeah so uh if you just you know google rentals.ca and blog they have a lot of uh, uh a lot of different articles on not only the um the December and uh, November, sorry, uh market, but they uh, did a big long report that uh, went to I think 25 different experts across the country and asked for their opinion on what was happening in the rental market. So, a lot of great information on there, and, and personally on my company website, dot uh, I do a bunch of different reports on the you know the land market and the condo market and uh, and the rental market as well. So, a bunch of great stuff on there.
2: Ben, thanks so much again, and we're looking forward to having you on again and uh, talking about your next report for Bullpen Research and Consulting.
3: Perfect. Thank you very much.
1: When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email, asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one is from Jacob in Thornhill. He wants to know the typical length for a closing date. He is trying to work out the timing so that he moves this summer, and his children are settled before school in September. Asif, what do you think?
2: Jacob, great question, and there's going to be two answers to this, so I'm going to answer the first one as a typical answer and typically you've got 30 60 90 days which is you know normally what the the date would be in terms of someone that bought your house taking possession now here's the situation right now it's a seller's market by far and you get to dictate what you want to put as the closing date so if you're going on the market right now You know you don't have competition. You know that you're going to get the best price possible. And you also know that the buyers coming in are going to have to adhere to the closing date that you want if they want your house. Now, because there's so much demand and so little supply, you get to dictate that. So even if you sold right now, you can actually put in an August closing date or a July closing date and get away with it. In a typical market, you wouldn't be able to do that. But right now, you are able to do that.
1: So you're saying take advantage of timing now.
2: Take advantage of the timing now. Get as much as you can for the home because there's not a lot of inventory and you'll be the only game in town right now.
1: Our next question comes from Gemma in Markham. She purchased a new build condo a few years ago. It appears she will likely take possession this summer, but she will likely sell the unit instead of moving in. What should she be aware of if she decides to go that route? And what if she decides to rent it out instead? How could a real estate agent help with that? Lots of questions in there.
2: Lots of great questions in there. And Gemma, what you want to do is, one, you've got to take into account that there's going to be some taxes payable. Because you're gonna, if you're selling this, there is capital gains that you're gonna have to pay on it. The second thing is, if you're selling it, you're not the end user, so you're gonna have to be accountable for the HST on that unit as well. So a couple of tax implications there. You've probably made a lot of money on this already, so, you know, we can advise you as to what it's worth right now, and then you can decide if that's the route you wanna Go. If you were to rent your place out for a year and provide the government with a a document that says that you've rented it out for a year, uh, a lease, then you would be uh, eligible for maybe not all but most of the HST back. So that's another consideration that if you do want to hold on to it, rent it out for a year, that would lessen the tax implications for your HST.
1: Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you
2: directly, how can they do that? They can give me a call at 416-985-5426. That's 416-985-CON.
1: Just before we go, this week's hot listing and over to Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather? Thanks, Tina. This week's hot listing is a spacious, four-bedroom, three-bathroom, semi-detached home in the prestigious Glenway Estates in Newmarket. This home has been extensively upgraded with hardwood flooring throughout, crown molding, the main floor laundry room with mudroom. It's got a gorgeous kitchen with upgraded extended cabinets, quartz countertops, stainless steel appliances, a huge center island with pantry. This house is absolutely stunning. Asif, what do you think of this property?
2: This is a great property, and, and there's so much demand for Newmarket Aurora right now because people want to get away a, a little bit more north than the Markhams and the Richmond Hills. So, this is a great value for 849 I mean, there's not much that you can get in the south part of York region in a little bit more land, and you've got access to everything. There's a a new park and ride go station there. There's amenities that have come up all across Newmarket. So it's a great place to be.
1: Heather, one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. It's a huge four-bedroom, three-bath, semi detached home. It's, it's the size of a regular house. It's huge. It's located at 590 Street Water Crescent in Newmarket, and listed for $849,900. Terrific. Thanks for joining us, Heather. Thank you. Asif, awesome. good show. Great show, Tina. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.